Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. We are live. We are live back in my uh, recording tent, uh, as it were. Man, I uh, I love doing these. I like hanging out with everybody. Haven't done a ton. Uh, I only did one Saturday morning scramble. Uh, so we're back. We're back doing these things. I also did one of the one. I'm calling these the no game post games. Just talking to myself while people show up. Looks like a couple of people are here. Uh, we'll get started in just a minute. Uh, it's actually exactly 9.30, so let's just get going, and I'm going to start with the Twitter questions, and then as people roll in, I'll start taking the uh, questions in the comments as well. How's my audio, by the way? I don't see any comments right now. Is the audio good? Are we good so we can get started? I need a comment before. If the audio sucks, this is all on you then. All right. <coughs> What's up, Jimmy? How's the uh, how's the audio? Sounds good? All right, let's get it going then. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey... Uh, Jesus. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio presents the no-game post-game. Uh, there was no game tonight, but I'm doing, like, one of my post-game chats anyway. Uh, I'm rarely available uh, during the uh, Saturday morning scrambles because it's Saturday morning. Uh, so... My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the Evening. You know how these work. Uh, I'm going to answer some of the questions I got via Twitter. That's right. I put everything in composition books still for those of you watching the video. Uh, and then I'm going to take questions in the comments. So let's just get it going. Dig the Lindros jersey. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite done fixing uh, fixing up the recording studio yet. Gonna, it's going to be a little more fun this year. I'm going to have different stuff on display, jerseys, all sorts of shit for you to look over my shoulder, because who wants to look at me for like an hour? Uh, so let's just get it going. Cheers. Mm. That's delicious. All right, so my first Twitter question comes from Pal. Uh, what will be the biggest surprise of the upcoming season? Good question. To, good question to set it off. I guess optimistically, biggest surprise will be um, biggest surprise will be consistent goaltending. I think uh, if if Brian Elliott comes back healthy, he can be a bit better uh, than he was last year. I thought he was good enough last year, but I'm looking for a little bit better than good enough. And I would really just dig some consistency. Uh, Maybe in year, what is this now, year year four of Hack? That can't be right, is it year? Jeez, well, hopefully Hackstall has learned to uh, better manage his goaltenders. He now knows, uh, he now kind of, he's got to understand Neuvert at this point. And, um, you know, after a year of, of Brian Elliott, he's got to know how to manage him better. Uh, so I'm hopefully, I'm really hoping that the big surprise of this season is just consistent goaltending. I think that would be absolutely outstanding. My pessimistic surprise uh, will be Christian Folan uh, starts, let's call it, let's say he's in the lineup for 60 games. That's my pessimistic surprise. Um, you know, it seemed like he was just signed as a seven. 
an extra guy, an extra right-handed shot, uh, and the, the youngsters are finally going to get their full chance. Um, but, man, I just keep hearing his name come up. I just keep uh, Ron Hextall talking about the uh, penalty kill the other day. I don't remember where, but he was talking about the penalty kill and brought up Foline's name right away. So uh, I, that's my pessimistic surprise is that he's, he, he's in the lineup like 60 times. Um, man, that would that's a it would surprise me, but not, I guess, is uh, I'm preparing myself for it by constantly bringing it up. But that's my that's my pessimistic surprise. But hopefully we get the optimistic version and consistent goaltending carries us into and on a playoff run. All right, second Twitter cre- second Twitter question comes from at Come On Steal Me. Uh, which flyer, past or present, would be your Patronus? Um, I don't understand the reference. Uh, I don't know. Patron is in it, so I like Patron. I'm a big fan of tequila. Um, what is is this like a? Uh, is this a Harry Potter reference or something? I don't understand the reference. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. At Photo Dave asks a couple of questions. What's up, Dave? Always a good time when you hear from Dave Manning. Excellent photographer, by the way. Very good. Uh, first question: Are we setting our expectations too high? Is this a 100-point playoff contender? I don't think that's too high at all. Um, I, I just, I really believe in this group, especially they, it, it, they now have a number one pair defen- uh, of defensemen in Provorov and Gostisbehere. No one can convince me that that's not a true number one pair. They were excellent together. I expect that to continue and improve uh, as they both mature and enter their prime. And the top six on this team is outstanding. And I think with, um, you know, Simmons healthy, maybe Jordan Wheel or Scott Lawton taking that 3C spot. There's no way they're as bad as Val Philpola. There just isn't. There's no way they're that bad. And then Oscar Lindblom coming into his own a little bit on that left wing. I think that's three solid lines. That's That third line is a good, whether it's Wheel or Lawton at the 3C spot, I think it's a good hard-nosed kind of checking line that will also uh, contribute a little on offense. And then, of course, you know, the fourth line is whatever's left and whatever is up Haxtell's sleeve. But again, if the, you know, 11th and 12th forwards are my biggest problem with what he does, uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. However, I would um, I'm always nervous about how he handles the goalies, and I'm always uh, weary of what you're going to get out of goalies who aren't true number ones like Elliott and Neuvert are. Uh, But I really don't think the expectations of 100 points and a a playoff series win are too high for this team just because it's time to get it going. I I, I think we have – you know, young guys who are now coming into their own and we can count on their level of production, like like uh, Ivan Provorov, who – had 17 goals last year to lead all defensemen, like Travis Konechny, who scored at a pace from December 23rd on with all the MVP candidates at 5-on-5. I mean, you know, Oscar Lindblom now has his feet wet. We can count on him. Nolan Patrick came on in the second part of the year. Uh, I I think we can start counting on those guys. 
And even if we get a little drop in production, which is expected because Claude Giroux never had 100 points before, he outscored everybody not named Connor McDavid last year, I would expect a little drop out of uh, out of Giroux. And even Voracek too, but I, uh, <clears throat> I think the rest of the lineup can make up for, uh, for their regression a little bit. Uh, I, I really do believe that this is the year they finally take a step forward. Uh, Travis Sanheim now had his... Uh, you know, he had his up and down, his travesty, I trademarked that, uh, rookie season, and now it's time for him to just be in the top four, be the guy that they drafted, uh, you know, in the first round in 2014, come into his own there. And that gives you another solid defensive line, whether he's paired with, uh, whether he's really paired with any of the three remaining guys in, um, <clears throat> in McDonald, in uh, Gudis, or even in Haig. I think that's a, a pretty good top four right there. It's not you know, it's not Nashville. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying uh, I just really like this lineup. I really like what they're going to bring on a nightly basis. I think they're going to be hard to defend. Uh, and, and I think there are a lot of guys on this team who are good with the puck and good in the neutral zone. And that can only lead to more offensive zone time for guys like all of a sudden JVR, a legit goal scorer. He had 36 goals last year. Uh, guys like him uh, to be able to contribute and put pucks in the back of the net, give this team a lead. And then it just, again, comes down to goaltending, which I don't know how many times I'm going to say it already. We're, you know, less than nine minutes in, and it's always going to come back to that until, you know, Carter Hart or whoever is here. But uh, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about this season, and I do believe 100 points and a playoff series victory are well within reach. And I always say if you can win one playoff series, that means you can win two. And if you win two, you're in the conference final, and I don't think – that's a huge stretch. Um, I don't think that's too much to ask for a team that hasn't won a playoff series since 2012, you know? Like, let's get one. Let's get one. It's time. It's time. Uh, Dave also asks, how much of a leash for Hackstall? That's always circumstantial. I mean, I, you know I, I don't want Dave's ha Dave Hackstall to this team. That's I don't think that's in anyone's best interests. I think this team is finally going to get where it's going with a different coach. However, much like we expect the uh, the prospects and the youngsters to get better with experience, get better with time, there's a possibility Dave Haxtell improves as a coach, and um, it always comes down to the players. So if he's not screwing up the lineup too badly and – the goalies aren't being run into the ground. Like, say you have a 34-year-old starting netminder, maybe don't play him every single game in the month of December. Like, if that doesn't happen, um, I think we can give Hextall a little bit of a leash. But again, he's not my guy. I don't want him. However, I am open to the possibility that he could eventually, you know, saying this season, turn into a guy uh, that could hang around. Uh, what would have to happen for him to get fired, Dave asks? I mean, it could be any number of things. If if all the goalies get hurt and Claude Giroux goes down, Sean Couturier goes down, and the season is shit, I mean, you can't really blame that on Dave Haxtell. He lost all of his players. Um, it would be hard to believe he could survive another 10-game losing streak, something like that happening. Outside of that, if if this team, you know, is, is right there, you know, say top three in the division, make the playoffs – uh, I don't see. I don't see how you move on from a guy uh, who who got you there, um, unless the expectations change. Say this team looks like, uh, and 
not likely, but I'm just saying, say this team is in a President's Trophy race up until the last month of the season, and then they lose in the first round. If it's a, uh, you know, a choking situation, to quote another former Flyers coach, um, then I think maybe you could start to see some changes because eventually this fan base is going to get restless. I, I harp on the fan base all the time. I want to make the Wells Fargo Center a more intimidating place to play. I think the place needs to be louder. I think Flyers fans need to get back to being those uh, the most intimidating fans in hockey or whatever they won, you know, the year that the Flyers won 22 games and still were called the best fans in hockey, sold out pretty much every night. I want to get back to that, but I do – realize, like I said, it's been quite a while since they won a playoff series. So I do think eventually the potential for the fan base dwindling, fan interest dwindling, could force people above Ron Hextall, who is so patient, to uh, say, hey, maybe maybe we need to make one of those symbolic moves because these people don't like Dave Hextall. Let's just give them someone else. So, but... If they reach my low-end expectations, I don't see them moving on from uh, from from Dave. All right. Amanda Wojcik asks, what flyer goes into the Flyers Hall of Fame next? Uh, I had to look up who's in the Flyers Hall of Fame, so let's just run through that. Uh, let's see. Clarky, Bernie, Keith Allen, Bill Barber, Ed Snyder, Rick McLeish, Fred Shiro, Barry Ashby, Gary Dornhoff, Jesus, Gary Dornhofer, Gene Hart, Reggie Leach, Joe Scott, Ed Van Imp, Tim Kerr, Joe Watson, Brian Prop, Mark Howe, Dave Poulin, uh, Sexy Hexy, Dave Schultz, John LeClaire, Eric Lindros, Eric Desjardins, Rod Brendamore, and Jim Watson. All right, so I guess Danny B is the obvious one. Uh, Briere would be an obvious one. Uh, Keith Primo, though, I feel like Primo is a hell of a case. He was the captain of this team for a while, sacrificed a ton for this team, including his health. But a guy I think doesn't get the recognition he deserves is Chris Tarion. I think he's fourth all-time in Flyers games played. 753 regular season games played in orange and black. Uh, averaged close to 19 minutes a night while he was here. It was a plus 126 in his 11 years with the Flyers. Uh, played another 104, let's see, minus five. So he played 99 playoff games with the Flyers. I just think he was a steady guy, a good, uh, for the for the old NHL, I think Chris Tarion uh, fit a mold uh, and kind of was, was one of those guys, I'll never forget, after the lockout, you know, the uh, the Flyers going and getting Chris Tarion back and all the all the guys were kind of like, we can't do it without Chris. We need Chris back. So I'll, uh, I'll always appreciate him. Or that was, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he would be a, an interesting candidate. It wouldn't be the crazy fan interest of, you know, Danny Briere or like an Eric Lindros, John LeClaire, those sorts of guys. But uh, I, I would like to see that happen. I looked up Brian Boucher. I thought maybe his numbers were a little better than they were because I'm just a huge Boucher fan. Uh, always was. Saw him with the Phantoms, uh, you know, before he came up to the NHL. But I'm not quite sure he's there. Um, but I'll never forget that playoff run. All right. Lunchbox31 asks, who goes on Power Play 1 and Power Play 2? This is something we've talked a lot about on BSH Radio. Charlie and I disagree a bit, uh, and I think his 
I do believe that his is probably more likely his his setup. Um, Charlie is Wayne Simmons regaining his spot on power play one. Um, he believes he lost it due to injury. Um, that very well could be. Uh, I do believe it's it's Drew Voracek ghost at the top. Um, I think I think JVR definitely replaces Couturier. Uh, re- replaces Couturier in the middle there, um, in the slot, and Wayne Simmons probably does get that job back. I at least to start. I could say at least to start. Uh, power play two. Couturier, Nolan Patrick. Um, I'm blanking now. Jeez. Uh, Travis Konechny. And then two defensemen I would put. I would absolutely put uh, Sanheim and Provorov on power play, too. Um, first of all, you can't get outscored the way they were last year. I think they had one goal with all five. It was actually two goals with all five guys from power play, two on the ice. But the first one, Shane Gossespierre actually picked up an assist. Uh, before he left the ice, so I can't really count that. So they had one goal with all five guys from power play two on the ice. Um, that's just not good enough, and they gave up like three or four shorties. Uh, you can't have that, so I'm going to go two defensemen there. Um, but me personally, I kind of love Nolan Patrick on power play one. I just think he gives you more options, especially with the versatility of um, of JVR being able to play in the high slot spot as well as a little closer to the net. Um, you know, my thing is plays from behind the net and who distributes back there better than Nolan Patrick on this team. He seems to be the guy from back there. Uh, I want to see more of that. And I think uh, that versatility kind of gives you some options. And with, with uh, Couturier as a center, you can move him to power play two still. Um, with Konechny, who he plays with at 5-on-5, five five, so that would be great. And Simmons, who he's killed penalties with, so you know that they and has played on the power play together last season, so you know there's chemistry there. And you still have the two defensemen, both of whom have offensive upside. So I think either either way, it would be good. Um, I, it's just that power play one gets so much more ice time that... Uh, Power play one gets so much more ice time than power play two. And I don't want to waste the possibilities of how good I think Nolan Patrick could be in that spot. Um, yeah, so I would probably, I would probably, I want to keep Patrick on power play one. Charlie uh, uh, believes that Wayne Simmons gets his power play one spot back. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but that's how I would do it is put Simmons on power play two and, you know, hope he doesn't have too crazy of a season so you can re-sign him for real cheap. All right. Uh, Paul Seliger asks, predictions for Limblom's point totals this year? <sighs> That's a tough one. That's a tough one because, like I just I just ran through the uh, just ran through the power play setups. I don't think he gets a whole lot of power play time this year, although I do think he could be uh, – I do think he could be productive in a power play two role. However, I just don't – I see other guys slotting above him. When you look at this top six, I just don't see who you really take out uh, for Oscar Lindblom. Uh, what did I – let's see. What do I think is a possibility for him? He had, what, six points last year and – yeah. 
the scoring might not come right away for Limblom, maybe the way we want it to, and he's going to be in a third-line role. I'm more interested in his two-way game. I'm more interested in um, him being on the right side of the puck, making good, responsible plays, and if those lead to scoring chances, hopefully he finishes them uh, better than he did last year. Let's see. Konechny had 28 points his rookie season, 11 goals, 17 assists. That would be a hell of a that would be a hell of a uh, that would be a hell of a stat line. I think that's a that would be a really good stat line. I think for Oscar in his first year in a third line role. So let's go with that. Let's go 25 to 30 points. I think would be a really really good marker for for Lindblom. I think that would it's I think it's feasible. Um, yeah, 25 to 30, I think, is good for him in a third-line role. And finally, Drewski, who would you not trade for Eric Carlson? Uh, say Ottawa, you know, you're talking to Ottawa, and they want who? Um, man, I mean, my goal in trading for Eric Carlson is to create a Nashville-like blue line. Just have four guys who could be, you know, top-pair defensemen. Uh, so Provorov and Ghost right off the bat, no, because what's the point? I'm trying to bolster. I'm trying to add. I'm trying to make a great blue line, not, you know, cancel it out. Not saying either of those guys are as good as Eric Carlson, um, but playing alongside them, they'd be damn great. So I don't want to give up either of them. And beyond those two, pretty much everyone's on the table. Uh, obviously, if they want Nolan Patrick, they want Travis Konechny, um, they're not getting much else, but the, really my only two guys not on the table are Provorov and, and, and Ghost because they're part of the core I want to add Eric Carlson to. Uh, do I have any more Twitter? That was all the Twitter questions, guys. So let's get to your questions. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start right here because I'm. this is probably as far up as I can scroll. And you know how this is. It doesn't let you see the whole thing the whole time for some reason because Facebook is ass. Uh, so let's start with Joe Kennerly. Does Gudis last the whole season without being traded? I believe he does. Um, I just don't see this team subtracting because I think this is the first year they're actually – they actually believe they're pretty good. Um, do they trade him in the offseason? You know, do they trade him right before free agency? Do they trade him at the draft? That's a different question. Uh, could very well be, um, but unless you know, Sanheim is a stud and Myers comes up and just takes Gudis's spot, and you know Sam Moran is healthy and an NHL player, I just don't see Gudis getting traded in season. Uh, Joe, uh, what kind of season does Limblom have? I just ran through it. I think he's going to play a nice role. I really like it. I'm a Jordan Wheel fan, so I would love to see him be successful in that third-line spot. However, I just love uh, the idea of a an offensive checking line that consists of Limblom on the left, Simmons on the right, and Lawton in the middle. Uh, they might have a little bit more offense with Wheel, but I would either way. Uh, I, I think a good a good number for Limblom without any power play time and in a third-line role is like 25 to 30 points. I think it would be huge for him. Rich Miller, 
how can you how can you have a Lindros jersey after he said hitting shouldn't be in the NHL? Because I got this. I mean, this jersey's like thirty years old, man. Like this is my dad's jersey from when they traded for him. And like, what do you expect him to say? He's got irreversible brain damage from it. Don't listen to what anyone says. There you go, right there. Just never, you know. Like listening to what people say ruined Kurt Schilling for me. He was my favorite ball player growing up, and now he's ruined. So just don't listen to what anyone says ever. Don't listen to players. Don't listen to coaches. Don't listen to GMs. Just ignore. Trying to reconnect. We are reconnected. Okay, cool. Uh, still need a goaltender. I agree, but I think Brian Elliott, it, if managed properly, can get you can get you where this team is going. Not get you where you need to go, because where you need to go is winning the cup. Um, but for what this team's expectations are this year. I think Brian Elliott uh, can get you can get you that, you know, 100 points, top three in the division, win a playoff series. So what if one of our goalies gets hurt and the Flyers uh, – are the Flyers going to play Hart or Lyon? Uh, I believe Alex Lyon will get the first call. I think his contract kind of – unless – uh, Carter Hart is just absolutely dominating the AHL, which you can't discount. And you also can't discount, you know, the uh, the quotes that came out about Morgan Frost kind of um, kind of got everyone down in that. They were like, oh, yeah, he's just going back. Like, we expect him to go back to junior is basically what I believe Chris Pryor said. Um, but if, if, you, if you look at the Hart comments he also made, like, oh, yeah, we expect him – to play in the AHL this year, but he's coming into the camp. If he blows us away, eh, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. Um, yeah, so uh, I expect Lyon to be the first call up unless Hart is blowing them away. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I expect Lyon to be the first guy. Mark Recchi, I think, should get in the hall. Screw Mark Recchi. He won everywhere but here. He should be in the anti-Flyers Hall of Fame. Simone Gagne is a good one. I didn't even think of Gagne. Damn. Uh, Gagne probably should be in the Hall of Fame, the Flyers Hall of Fame. Where does he rank in terms of their all-time goal list? That's what let's look at right now. Teams, Flyers, franchise page, leaders, career, Goals. He's ninth. He's ahead of Brendamore. Like 25 behind Lindros. It looks like everybody ahead of him on the all-time Flyers goal list is in the Flyers Hall of Fame. Yeah, everyone in the top 10 appears to be in the Flyers Hall of Fame except for Gagne at 9. So, yeah, Gagne... Gagne is a hell of an answer. Yes, it should actually be Simone Gagne. You're all right. Everyone who said Gagne is right. Why the hell are you sitting in a box? It's not a box. It is a recording studio. Bridge should be in the Hall of Fame for pulling off the greatest heist in Flyers history. I don't know, man. They gave Chris Gratton $10 million up front. 
They traded for Alexander Daig. Listen, Briz sucked, absolutely. But his failure is everyone's failure. Um, you know, it doesn't appear anyone went to Chris Pronger and said, hey, you're this guy's teammate. How do you think he's going to fit in here? You were this guy's teammate before. How do you think this guy's going to fit in here? doesn't look like they thought, oh, yeah, Briz is a uh, – he likes to see – no, no one told LaViolette, hey, we can't maybe block every single shot because Briz likes to see the first shot and then, you know, have his defenders clear the rebound. I just think it was everyone's failure. Uh, trading for his rights and then bidding against yourself. Like, I, I, it was so many failures that I can't blame it all on Briz. Third line center, Frost, Wheeler, one of the Russian kids. How will PK be better this year? I really just – I would love for Morgan Frost to make this team. Nothing would make me happier than if Morgan Frost made this team. I just don't see it happening. Um, I just don't see it happening. Unless, again, he just does some – yeah, if he has a hat trick every game of the preseason, then maybe. But I, I, I don't see it happening. Um, it looks like Wheel has the inside track. Hextall just keeps mentioning him, just keeps saying, like, Jordan Wheel's going to get a look. Jordan Wheel's going to get a look. Also wouldn't mind Scott Lawton because, like I said, I think him, Lindblom, and Simmons, uh, I think they just make uh, a really interesting trio in terms of all three zones. How is the – and Mikhail Vorobiev, I would love him maybe – I would love to see him maybe get the 4C job force Yuri Laterra into the press box. I think that would be absolutely outstanding. But we'll see about that. Uh, how will the PK be better this year? Ooh, well, hmm. That's a great question. Uh, I think Lindblom can contribute on the penalty kill more. I think... Uh, I lost my train of thought completely. I think Lindblom can contribute on the penalty kill more. I think that's something he'd be pretty good at. Not the fastest guy, but he is good in puck battles along the boards. Uh, he's a very responsible player. I, I think he could definitely add something. And I think the young defensemen just have to be better. Um, I would like to see Michael Roffel more. If Wayne Simmons is healthy, hopefully he and Sean Couturier can make like a good first duo of forwards uh, on the penalty kill. So I think it's just personnel. I think the guys they have just need to be better and some young guys need to step up. You know, Ivan Provorov, we all love him. But can you say he's been good on the penalty kill? I don't know if he's been bad because everyone's been so bad. How do you judge Ivan Provorov in a vacuum? Um, but everyone needs to be better who's been there. And hopefully some guys like Oscar Lindblom can step up. And who knows? Uh, that's another thing I've heard Hextall mention Christian Foline's name uh, multiple times in this penalty kill stuff. I, whatever. If you listen to BSH Radio, my idea is if you have to play Foline, just play 11 or yeah, just play 11 forwards and have seven defensemen and just go that way and just use your defensemen that way if that's the strength of the team. Uh, but they're, they'll never do that because that's a little, it's a little crazy for old Dave. But well, I, I don't expect it to be much better, but it has to at least be freaking average. They can't be killing them. Like the Flyers were one of the least penalized teams in hockey last year. Um, yeah, the Flyers are one of the least penalized teams in hockey last year, and they give up all those, uh, you know, power play goals. It just can't happen. Uh, they just 
hopefully Gudis is – I just need the guys who are veterans to be better, and I need the young players to be good at it. That's the only road to being better on the penalty kill. But, you know, chances are it's not that good again. Torts is hilarious. Someone suggested a – Yeah, I mean, Tortorella won the cup. That was pre-lockout. Like, that team was stacked. Like, yeah, he won the cup, but that was a long time ago. Wayne Gretzky was the best passing behind the net. Yeah, and that's my thing is um, my love for behind the net all stems from Wayne Gretzky, is that Wayne Gretzky has more goals and assists than anyone who ever played the game. Um, his office was behind the net. So if you're going to emulate someone, emulate the guy who did it better than anyone. Maybe there's something to where he was. You know, it's, it's the simplest freaking thing in the world to me. I, I just don't understand why they don't utilize it more. And now with Nolan Patrick and Travis Konechny, uh, some, some good creative puck handlers who've shown a little bit of aptitude back there, I don't see why. I, it just makes too much sense not to. Not to mention Danny Briere was great behind there too. Quenville is the dream coach for this team. I'm not at dream coach yet. Like, who do I want to replace? Other than Jim Montgomery, but he's taken now. Um, yeah, Quenville seems like a finisher, a lot like Peter Laviolette. Like, I think he'd be great at coaching a very good team. Uh, and hopefully the Flyers get there. And, you know, if all of a sudden Chicago still sucks and in a year or two Quenville's available and Hackstall hasn't taken another step, I would love him. Yeah, no doubt. Lavi won the cup too. Yeah, just like Lavi, uh, just like I just, Laviolette is a great coach for a very good team. If you need someone to put you over the top, much like the Flyers did in 09-10, um, when you have a team that's a legit Stanley Cup contender and your window is like two to three years like that team was, bring him in, do the Laviolette thing, but no, he's not going to be around long. He just isn't. Um, it it doesn't it doesn't last with him. Uh, he's an he's an excellent coach. You know, plenty of coaches don't win with very good teams. Laviolette wins consistently. Uh, <clears throat> what's he taking? Three different teams to the cup. Won one of them. <laughs> That's a crazy resume. And they're all post lockout. Torts is a better coach than what we currently have. Yeah, but if that's the bar, I mean, Jesus, you might be too, Heather. Like, <laughs> Are you really talking flyers during the NFL Network Eagles championship specials? Hope you DVR'd. One, of course I did. Two, hey man, not all of our listeners are into everything and I'm bored. Like, I, I, I've, I've taken this week off from the Phillies. I'm just not watching the Phillies this week. Can't do it. Uh, going to the Eagles game tomorrow. Can't wait. Always got to rock the Super Bowl champions hat. I want to talk hockey with my pals. You're all my pals. We hang out. You know, I haven't done it in a little while. Uh, we didn't do BSH radio this week because it was Labor Day. We're not doing – excuse me. We're not doing ice sport radio for the Patreon this week. I wanted to talk some hockey, and who better to do it with than – uh. My post-game pals.
Provolone can be the next Carlson. Uh, he's not quite that type of skater, and he did put up some goals this year, but he's not... Provorov is more of a Drew Doughty, Duncan Keith than a Carlson. Uh, Ghost is... Ghost's ceiling is, you know... Ghost's ceiling is, is Carlson, but me, Carlson... Jesus, man. He is so freaking good. Uh, to say anyone's the next him to me is crazy. But uh, yes, I my dream would be Provorov Carlson. That's that's a number one pair for the ages to me. I was watching this until you said you would give up Patrick. I wouldn't just give up Nolan Patrick. I would trade Nolan Patrick in a hockey deal for one of the best players in the game. Yes. Is that a PBR? No. It's a, it's a Narragansett fresh catch. It's got glare on it, but uh, there we go. Narragansett fresh catch. It's excellent. Bill, what kind of beer you want me to bring to training camp? Any beer. I'm a yes-all beer kind of guy. Uh, I love Kate May beers. I love also, you know, Kate May. Bring some Kate May, actually. Ten bucks a six-pack, well worth it. But uh, I love all beer. Uh, porters and stouts, probably my favorite. Um, but I've been on a, I've been on a, like I just said, a Kate May kick. Went to their brewery last week. It was excellent. Uh, but I love Miller Lite as well. Uh, October is coming. Oktoberfests, pumpkins. I'm a big fan of all of those. Uh, they're all in stores now, and I wish I could drink them. But it's freaking. You have no idea how hot it is in this freaking tent. Uh, I'm really trying hard not to swear on this one, guys, if you haven't been able to tell. Uh, you have no idea how hot it is in here. And I just feel like Octobers are still a little thick uh, for the heat. Do you think Vorobiev makes it? 50-50, but I haven't seen the guy play enough. I'll be completely honest with you. I haven't seen Vorobiev play enough. From what I hear, it's all good. Um, he's a guy who's going to have a shot in training camp, really want to see what he brings to the table. Uh, I, just, I haven't seen the guy play enough to say, oh, yeah, he's an NHL player. Ah, you know, he still needs a little seasoning. I, I Let me see. I would love for him to be the fourth-line center and force Yuri Laterra to the press box. That is my ultimate hope. Most disappointing flyer this year, most surprising flyer this year. Good question, Manny. Um, hmm. Most disappointing. Oof. Depending on your expectations, I'll say most disappointing is. Uh... Hmm. Shit. Yeah, I'll say most disappointing is Oscar Lindblom. Um. I'm thinking 25 to 30 points is a lot for him, uh, or is, is a really good number for him. Uh, hey, if he gets to 40, that's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, that's an incredible number. But I think people might be a little disappointed if he has like 11, 12 goals. But uh, So I think people would be disappointed in that. I think it would be just about right for him, but I think people would be disappointed. Most surprising, who's going to surprise me this year? Um, 
Would it be really surprising if Claude Giroux had another MVP caliber season? Because that would really surprise me. Uh, I expect him to be very good. He's usually very good. He had a little downswing, and hey, I thought more than anybody that he was on the decline, and I was worried about it. But after the year he had last year, uh, I, I believe in I believe in the captain again. So, hmm. yeah, him having another MVP caliber season. I think is the mo would be most surprising. Hart will make the team. He's 20. Maybe he has his ups and downs, but mark my words, he makes the team. Uh, hey, it's it's possible, and I would nothing would make me happier of anybody who could make this team out of camp that I'm not expecting to make the team. Obviously, Carter Hart, the goalie of the future, the franchise goalie of the future making this team as a 20-year-old, his first-year pro, dream come true. I'm just not counting on it. But if you're that confident, I love it, Sean. I, I hope you're right. Nothing will make me happier than you being right about that. Hi, Bill. Hi, Brian. At least Briz was fun. Yeah, if you're going to suck, have a personality. Like, you know, Michael Neuvert playing 28 games a year and never saying anything is boring. Have a personality, at least. What do you see us doing with this uh, 10 mil in cap space? I mean, at this point right now, very little. Uh, maybe you get the maybe you get some extensions done. Noah Hannafin just signed his extension. Uh, if you can use Noah Hannafin's numbers as a uh, as a baseline for what was Hannafin's, because I know it was a lot less than. And I originally said I would give uh, – then I said I would give Provorov an extension. Uh, God damn it, give me the AAV. Son of a bitch. Now you're going to make me do some math. I'll just go to cap friendly. But I believe it was under five. Um, so maybe you, you'd get that extension done. You maybe got a connect me extension done. And then I just wait. I wait for, you know, it's very possible Tyler Sagan hits the market or someone like that. Um, I just wait it out because you you don't need to just go and spend this money with the amount of, of prospects that the Flyers have and the, uh, the roster spots that they have. You don't need to go and spend this money. You can put it in the old rainy day fund, like, Oh shit! Eric Carlson is available. You know uh, that's what I, that's what I, I I just want them to get their extensions done, plan for the future, make sure all these kids who look like they're going to be stars, like Provorov, like Konechny, uh, like Patrick, all get their all all get their extensions, all get their second contracts after their ELCs, and save that money for the rainy day when one of these one of these big name guys becomes available and you can add a star the way Toronto added a star. Uh, you know, you already have the good young team with the good core. Oh yeah, we're bringing in John Tavares. All of a sudden we got two first line centers. That would be the dream. What's the Champa shirt? Best heel in the business, Tommaso Champa.
Murray seems just fine in Pittsburgh. Price just fine in Montreal. No reason to believe Hart can't make this team. Again, he'd have to play great, but if he does, then there's no reason to send him to the AHL. Hey, I agree. Uh, you know, Price had his ups and downs. Murray has had his ups and downs. Uh, I realize he's won two cups, but he wasn't great last season in the regular season. He's had some injury issues. But, yes, overall, two years in the league, two cups. Uh, hard to argue. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not saying there's any reason Hart can't make the team. If he's just absolutely outstanding at this level, let him see what happens. Uh I just don't think it's all that likely. But again, I think it was Chris Pryor who talked about him having a shot making it out of camp. So it'll be a fun thing to watch. It's actually a reason to watch some preseason hockey. Think there will be any changes to the Flyers system? Um, they love this low to high thing. They really do in the offensive zone. Love this low to high thing. I don't see it changing all that much. But if Sandheim's getting some regular time uh, on top of Provorov having that offensive breakout year and you always have Ghost, maybe it'll just be a little more effective. But again, I just want to see the offense run from behind the net a little more. Just like do it some. Uh, that's all. But do I think there will be changes? Big ones? No. Um, all the coaches are back. All the, you know. I would love to see the penalty kill get more aggressive because, you know, in the zone. They're decent in the neutral zone and at the blue line. But once the other team gets set up, man, I would love to see them be a little more aggressive there. Will the Flyers make it to the second round at least? That's my – yeah. Yeah, I do believe this is the year they finally went around in the playoffs. Uh, that is my – that is my test for this season. A hundred points and a playoff series victory. That's what I need out of this year going forward. It's time. How do you think uh, we will do preseason? Uh, preseason's more for evaluation than anything else. I don't care about the results of the games. Uh, obviously, it's better to win than lose, always. Um, but it's mostly for evaluation. I want to see... You know, I want to see Morgan Frost look great. I want to see Carter Hart look great. I want to see what guys like Vorobiev bring and uh, NAK bring. That's uh, that, that's what that's what the preseason is about for me this year. Phil Myers, guys like that. <laughs> Gotta have a shorthanded threat on the penalty kill. This team does lack some speed. Um, I've been saying half jokingly for. For a year now, I think they should use Gossip Bear as a forward on the penalty kill. They'll never do it, but I would, if I was a coach, I would screw around with three defensemen on the penalty kill a lot. Will Simmons be a flyer after July 1st? I don't think so. I don't believe he will be. Um, I think he gets through the season. I think he is a flyer. I think what – at this point now that the Flyers have all the assets in the world, they don't need more assets. They have all the assets in the world. This team should be at least in a divisional race down down the stretch. I just think what, um, what Wayne Simmons brings you for this year's playoff run is more important uh, than the you know, second or third round pick you're going to get for him. 
Um, after July 1st, though, no, I expect him to walk. I think the Flyers get everything they can out of him this year, and it's just go get your money, Wayne, because we're spending it elsewhere. When Torts ranted on the Pens when he coached the Rangers, pure gold. Oh, Torts is damn entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I just, I don't love him as a coach. Oh, look, guys, my dog joined us. Say hi to Rowdy. He's chilling. You just had to come in and see what was up? All right, bro. Good talk. See you in a little bit. He's probably got to go take a piss, but we got to do at least like 12 more minutes. If I don't get to an hour. Uh, maybe I missed this. Joined 15 minutes into the show. Did we discuss expectations for Claude following last season? Um, I did a bit a minute ago. I'm probably way... Oh, yeah, I have like 102. I'm going to scroll all the way to the end and take on new comments because, Jesus, I'm way behind in the comments here. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm expecting a little bit of regression just because he outscored everybody not named Connor McDavid last year. That's unlikely to happen again. But... Uh, with what I think this team could be, um, the top six and what the what the first power play unit could be, I don't expect that much of a drop. Uh, it, it's it's just as likely he has ninety or more points than he does, um, you know, eighty five or fewer. I think. Bill respectfully disagree. Draft assets are what prevent salary cap issues down the line. Man, at a certain point, you got to win. Like at a certain point, you got to win. Chicago has all the Chicago has all the salary cap issues in the world, but I don't give a shit. Neither do their fans because they got to have three parades. I want to see one. You know, it's been forty-five years. Like I'm, I'm tired of playing it safe. Okay, Kate. Does BSH have an official alcohol for the post-game show? We don't yet, but that's something I'm working on for this season. Uh, would love to get the post-game show sponsored because I love drinking beer and hanging out with all of you and talking about the Flyers, so hopefully we can do that. Was all in good or was it good? I, I haven't seen it yet. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm going to watch it at some point this week. I've just been busy. Um, haven't seen it yet. Heard nothing but good things. I'm sure it was excellent. Nice to see you crushing a fresh catch. Cheers. What are your expectations for Ghost this season? I feel he still hasn't lived up to the heat. He brought his rookie season. I was Damn, he was so good last year. I mean, he got Norris votes last year. He was—he looked like a true first-pair defenseman last year. Um, I expect this to be his norm. Uh, what, what did he do last year? What were the exact numbers? Gostas Bear. 13 goals, 52 assists for 65 points and a plus 10. Only 25 penalty minutes. His goal totals could be up a little. 
Um, but again, his rookie year, he shot over 11% to score those 17 goals. Like, that shit's damn impossible for a defenseman to shoot, especially with, like, I, I would love to see him get into the, like, add... Yeah, I would love to see him add a couple of goals. He maybe even get to the 20 range. Like, that's still a ton. Uh, but I, I think 65... What did I just say he had last year? 65 points uh, in 78 games. That's, I think that's about what his normal's going to be. What's your favorite movies ever? Um, Ghostbusters, Jaws, Slapshot, Bill and Ted, both of them combined. Uh, Animal House, Ghostbusters, Jaws, Slapshot, Animal House, and Goodfellas. Let's make it those five. Who do you see as our veteran wasted roster spot this year? I'm hoping they try to uh, bury one of Weiss or Laterra. Hack even seems done with Dale Weiss, but you never know. Um, it would be surprising to me if Laterra didn't play over 40 games. Can I brush your hair? It really doesn't brush. It's kind of, It kind of just sits like this. I struggle so much with this mirror image thing. It's it's so it's very tough for me. Let's scroll back down. Probably sacrilegious, but I like Mexican beer. No, not Corona. Corona is the only beer I don't like. It is the only beer on this planet I don't like. Every single one tastes skunked. I don't care if it's how they import it. I don't care if it's because they don't use preservatives. I don't care if it's a clear bottle. It tastes like shit, and I don't know how people drink it. Um, I love Soul. Soul is very good Mexican beer. 110 points for G will not win the heart. That would be that would be heartbreaking. Good to see you, Bill. Good to see you as well, Teddy. Really looking forward to see Patrick with JVR. Man, oh, man. I mean, even Voracek, that is a big line. That line could do some damage on a four-check. I know Voracek is a is a, a perimeter player, but just look, what both he and Patrick can do with the puck uh, and the way JVR can finish, that's going to be a really fun line. Any chance Noivy gets traded before the season starts? I don't see it. Um, can you really count on Alex Lyon? I like the kid. I hope he has an NHL future. But is he your NHL backup on a... And I'm like one of the biggest Neuvert skeptics in the world because the dude can't play 30 games. Uh, he's incapable of it. He won't play 30 games. This year, he hasn't as a flyer. He's incapable of playing 30 games. Um so it wouldn't be that big of a loss. I just, I just don't think they believe enough in Alex Lyon to, uh, to do that. I would be surprised if they traded Neuvert. And what, what could you, what could you, what are you gonna get for a guy that's always hurt? <laughs> I 
What's up with Steph's hate on Nicholas Albay Kubel? I love the guy and think he will offer some nasty to that fourth line with scoring upside. I like the guy a lot too. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Not a guy I've seen a ton of, but I, I, from what I've seen, I like I like what he brings. Uh, different elements than this team has. Steph doesn't like that he got suspended three times last year. I happen to think that that is an edge that this team could use a little bit. Uh, <laughs> He hasn't been suspended, really. He hasn't had a, a ton of discipline problems at any level, really, before. I think maybe it was coached into him, like, hey, be a little more aggressive, and that's how he took it. If he delivered three bad hits in, you know, 70 more or more games, shit happens, you know? The Caps just won the cup with Tom Wilson playing first-line minutes. Uh, I think you need a little bit of that, the way the game's played and the way the game's officiated. I think you need a little bit of that nasty. I want to see the guy. Uh, I'm looking forward to him you know, bringing that. And, as you said, the scoring upside in a, in a bottom-six role for this team. They have to attack the points and the penalty kill. Couldn't agree with you more. There's just way too much pitch and catch uh, allowed for this team. I just remember, remember Mike Richards – my God, if you just if you just healed a pass, you just threw in a little too slow, it was going the other way. Like I want someone in that passing lane just taking it away and forcing him to make a tougher pass, which forces turnovers. I I couldn't agree with you more there. Who would be your fourth line if you had control of the organization? All right, so I have to do some thinking about who my other lines would be. Um, all right, so my top six is my top six. We've been over that. So my third line would be third line would be uh, Limblom, Lawton, and and Simmons. So my fourth line would be uh, Vorobiev, Centering, Wheel, and Ruffle. That would be my fourth line. Will Coot's knee hold up? I think it will. Um, these, uh, it's a little concerning that he injured the same knee. They're not calling it a re-injury, but you'll never be able to convince me that it wasn't at least in part caused by lack of stability from the original injury. Um, but I, th I think it will. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. He scored a hat trick on a torn MCL. Uh, you know, five points in that game. I think he'll be okay. He was never all that fast to begin with. Hmm, Ghost is a forward on the penalty kill. I I know it's a stupid comparison, but my uh, I brought it up to one of my buddies who coaches high school hockey, and he started doing it with his offensive defenseman, using him as a third defenseman. Uh, on the penalty kill, and he says the results have been good. So, fuck it. South Jersey High School, NHL, what's the difference really? Best case scenario for Nolan Patrick this season. Again, all right, let's, what did he do last year? It'll depend some on his power play role, obviously. Um, 13 goals, 17 assists for 30 points last year, and he wasn't good for half of the season. So, 
Man, 45-plus points really has to be the benchmark for that guy. It would be awesome if he could get to, you know, 48, 50 would be great. Uh, but I think 45 is the benchmark as the 2C. And, of course, depends on power play role. If he's on power play 2, it's a little different than being on power play 1. Can Provorov overtake Ghost on power play 1? I don't know why you'd want him to. Uh I, I just don't see the upside. Gostas Bear is an absolute weapon on the on, on the power play. It's it's where you get the most out of him. Taking him off of that would be silly to me. Hey Bill, just got here. I don't I don't know if this has been asked yet. How early in the season do you expect Carter Hart to get his first start? Uh, also, is BSH Radio planning anything for the Stadium Series game? We are trying to plan something for the Stadium Series game, but uh, it's hard to say exactly what right yet, so I can't really divulge it. But I def I want to do something, and everyone else is interested too. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, my expectation is you don't see Carter Hart this year. But, again, would love to be absolutely wrong. When are we going to see Vecchioni play for the big club this season? Vecchioni's a dude I would love to see get a chance in the NHL. Uh, I don't think it's going to be here, though. It just looks like it just looks like there are too many guys ahead of him. Um, and that's a good problem to have. Listen, not everyone can make this team. Not everyone can make this roster. I don't know what he brings as an NHL player. Uh, maybe he's a good fourth liner. Maybe he could even contribute a little on a third line. There's just guys ahead of him, it seems. Agreed, Corona is the worst thing I ever drank. Yeah, it's terrible. When the season starts, shave the beard and grow out the stash. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yo, Bill. Oh, what up, Tyler? How's it going? Bill, first flyer to win the flare robe. All right, so that would be opening night in Vegas. Uh, I love when I love... I love ruining teams' parties, so... Shit, let's go Shane Goss's Bear. Why not? You know, big stage, that guy. Yeah, I can see Goss's Bear having like two, three points opening night. What are your feelings on the intangible things? Not exactly veteran presence, but that kind of thing. A player with P.K. Subban confidence I think makes a team stronger overall. I think veteran presence does matter. I do think um, chemistry matters. I think all of that stuff plays a part. That said, those players need to be good as well. Like Wayne Simmons is a guy with great intangibles and scores 30 goals a year. Uh, if you have one Andrew McDonald and he's playing 13 minutes a night as your sixth defenseman, but the whole locker room loves him, all right, that's fine. That's all well and good. But you can't have four of those guys, and they can't be playing a line or two above where their true talent level is. I think it's all – I think you have to weigh everything because I've heard enough players talk about leadership, talk about chemistry in the room, and all of that shit enough to know – it's not nothing, but you need to weigh all of it. Do you think Sandheim and Meyer should stay with Carter Hart in the AHL? If Hack is going to be Hack, I'd rather stay. I'd rather stack our D in Lehigh Valley and gain some familiarity with Hart. No. Uh, Myers is going to start the year in the AHL, barring an outstanding camp. 
I just don't see a spot for him now that they have the seven defensemen. Um, but I, I need, I need these guys. The AHL doesn't matter to me. I need these guys getting to know the NHL game. Sanheim is going to be playing a ton in the NHL this year. I fully believe that he gets the, uh, he gets the, the Travis connect me treatment in that. Yeah. Maybe you didn't have the best rookie experience, but uh, now we're counting on you because you're an NHL player. So I just I don't see the value in that when the goal is to win. The goal for the Flyers this year is to win games, uh, and and Sanheim helps them do that. My thinking with Ghost on Power Play 2 is spread the wealth. They don't play enough. Power Play 2 maybe gets 30 seconds. I need the best players on Power Play 1 because this is a Power Play-dependent team. They have guys who are awesome on the Power Play. I need I need Power Play 1 to be at, like, 25%. You know, Power Play 2 is going to be Power Play 2. They just don't play a ton. Uh, they need to be way better than last year. Again, you can't be worse. It would be hard to be worse than getting outscored, and they got outscored last year by, you know, the shorthanded opponent. Uh, you do need power play two to be better, but the group that gets you know a minute fifteen of the two minute power of the two minute uh, you know power play, I, I need them to be the best they can be. And Gostas Bear is one of the best defensemen on the power play in the NHL. That's where he belongs. Do you think the Carlson drama will go to the trade deadline, or does he get traded before? That franchise is so screwed up, man. I, it'll be so damn funny if they just let him walk. Like, what if he doesn't even get traded? Oh, my God. Would that be freaking funny? Um, he's got to be, though, right? I, I could see it being like Matt Duchesne, where it doesn't make it all the way to the trade deadline, but like November, December, maybe? Maybe he plays a little to start the year. Proves that trying to reconnect we're reconnected maybe Carlson plays in the first month or two in Ottawa to start the year shows everyone he's healthy back to what he was and he was still excellent last year yes he missed some time yes the ankle injury was a big deal but he still led all defensemen in points per game he was still the most offensively dynamic defenseman in hockey last year um Maybe he just reminds everyone of who he really is for a month or two. The offers start coming in, and he's moved before Christmas would be my guess. I think that's the that's the most likely scenario. What's your sweet spot for a Simmons contract? Oh, geez, I have low battery. Hold on. Oh, wow, this thing's going a while. Uh, we'll be wrapping up soon, but I'm still getting questions, so I'll keep taking them. Um What's your sweet spot for a Simmer contract? Uh, my, we've talked about this on BSH Radio, and mine is much different than everyone else. Um, my thing would be like eight years, four million, um, because if you're overpaying him to play fourth line minutes, but everyone else is fine, uh, you know, in a couple of years, but everyone else is doing great, and you still have his intangibles. That's where my love of that sort of stuff also comes into play. I, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I think he's a major part of this team. I think he is the heart and soul of this team, as Claude Giroux has stated. So I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I know other people think you should just give him big money for two or three years, and then you know that's the end of his uh, that's the end of his run. But I would prefer 
having him long term uh, for a low cap hit. And if you're overpaying him some to be in a bottom six role a few years from now, but the team's a Stanley Cup contender, I don't give a shit. Um, but I think it's likely they let him walk, and I don't have the biggest problem with that. Sort of like not getting Sim or not getting trade. Now, I, Carlson is not comparable to Simmons because Ottawa's terrible. Uh, the Flyers have all the assets in the world. Uh, Ottawa is a dumpster fire and have one of the best players. And that's the other. Simmons isn't Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson is one of the five best players in hockey. And Wayne Simmons is a really nice power forward. Um, love the guy. One of my all-time favorite flyers. He ain't Eric Carlson. The biggest threat to the Eagles repeating? Bad luck, man. I mean, geez. Look, at they're already starting. Nigel Bradham suspended. Alshon Jeffrey, don't know when he's going to be back. Wentz isn't back yet. I mean, how long does Jason Peters hold up? We'll see. I think it's just going to be luck. Uh, that's that's what it comes down to for me. I love their roster. Um, but if they have, like, multiple – if they have – last year their depth held up because they they lost, like, a guy at one position, a guy at another position. If, if, if all of a sudden Nate Sudfeld is playing or if, like, they, they end up calling you or me to play linebacker because they don't have anybody, like, I do think that could be more of an issue. Uh, and that's that's just luck. Does Simmons keep the visor or go back to open this season? I think he's got to keep the visor. I, I can't. Wheeler getting 8.25 raises the bar for Simmer's new contract. Absolutely, and that's why I think he's going to walk. I think you get everything you can out of him this year. And at the end of the season, you go, thank you for your service, Wayne. Uh, go get your money because you deserve it. You deserve it more than freaking anybody. Um, but – I, I can't imagine the Flyers are the ones to give it to him as cap conscientious as Ron Hextall has been. I'd like Simmons to be our one bad contract because we all know we will always have at least one. Well, yeah, there's always going to be one on every team. Um, and if he's it, it's not killing you as long as, you know, you have reasonable deals for everyone else and you're a mostly homegrown team, which this team should be. Um, all right, guys, I think that was my last. Yeah, that looks to be it on the comments. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio's Facebook Live. Uh, thank you so much for joining. And, oh, I want to wish a big congratulations to Steph Driver on her new job as, uh, what is it, I, I, head of editorial something. Jesus, I should have looked this up. I just retweeted it. Let's see what the actual job title is that I'm congratulating Steph for. She's probably watching and is going to text me like, you're a freaking idiot. Uh, how do I get to my account? Why is this so difficult? Me. Me. I seem to have lost her. Oh, here it is. Uh... NHL editorial manager. So congratulations to Steph Driver on getting the job as NHL editorial manager for SB Nation. She works as hard as anybody. Absolutely deserves it. Uh, it's going to do a great job for them. Uh, she will, however, be remaining on BSH Radio. I would never let her walk on us there, so you don't have to worry about that. New title, same Steph. 
So uh, congratulations to her, and thank you all so much for hanging out. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to see you all season. I'm going to be doing most of the post games again, maybe even some of the pre games. We'll see how that goes. Uh, me interviewing people. That should go well. <laughs> so thanks a lot, and I hope to see you soon. Take it easy, everybody. Have a great week. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, Maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.